The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. podcast of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of February, the year being 2024. Glad you could be with us. As always, check us out online at osipfoundation.org. You can contact the show via the email address podcast at osipfoundation.org. And we're on social media at facebook.com slash OSIP Foundation. X, formerly Twitter and Instagram, are at OSIP Foundation, hashtag how you play the game. Producer engineer Sean Ryan is on assignment this week or month or whatever, fortnight. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, but that's okay because uh, that gives us an opportunity to talk. I kind of like these uh, these little ones where I do them by myself because they give me an opportunity to give you a monologue, kind of like how uh, Sports Talk Radio does at the beginning of a show so that you know what uh, the discussion will be about on that that program that day so maybe we'll do a little bit more of that as we move forward we'll kind of alternate back and forth between having me and sean talk versus me just kind of fly solo with that but uh it's gonna be fun i like it i'm looking forward to it, it takes me back to my days of when i was on sports talk radio so i uh, wanted to uh go about it with a with a smile on my face and uh, see what kind of opportunities uh arise as a result so anyway let's get started um if you didn't know the super bowl was played recently and uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, who defeated the San Francisco 49ers in overtime by the score, I believe, of 25-22. to 22. Uh, Exciting game, I think, uh, especially at the end as it went to overtime and whatnot. But uh, here's what's interesting. Uh, in the, in the post-game uh, media coverage, it was revealed that the San Francisco 49ers were not aware of the overtime rules in the playoffs. Now, I am citing here a, uh, an article from ESPN. Um, just says here, ESPN News Services, and it reads, quote, um, multiple 49er players admitted they were not even aware of the rules. Um, kind of goes on to, to capture some of the quotes. Uh, let's see here. It does say that uh, this game was the second of the 58 Super Bowls to be tied after regulation, uh, but it was the first to be played under new overtime rules that ensure both teams get a chance to possess the ball before the game ends, unless the first drive in overtime ends with a safety, uh, which differs from the rules governing overtime in the regular season. And essentially, th- this kind of follows the the pattern that is happening in a lot of the major team sports. So we're going to see this in hockey. We're going to see it in football. We're going to see it in baseball. You know, in hockey, uh, regular season, I should, let me say this, in the regular season for all three of these sports, uh, the overtime or extra inning rules are different than they are in the postseason. So in hockey, if a regular season game goes to overtime, you start with the uh, three-on-three period, and then you go to the shootout. 
uh, in um, baseball in the regular season, you start extra innings with a runner on second base. But in the in the playoffs, you don't. Hockey uh, in hockey playoffs, it's just all the five on five sudden death. And then in football, you've got two different sets of overtime rules as well. So let's take a look at those rules real quick, just in case you are unaware. Okay, in the regular season, if the game is tied after regulation, uh, you, you you start with a, t- a coin toss. Okay, visiting team captain calls the toss. Okay. Um, which means that they get to decide whether, you know, whoever wins the coin toss gets to decide, you know, do they want the ball? Are they deferring? What's the, what's the you know, they, they get to choose all that stuff. All right. It is a one 10-minute period. All right. So one 10-minute period will follow after a three-minute intermission. Each team must possess or have the opportunity to possess the ball, the exception being if the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown on the opening possession. So what that means is that in the regular season, if a game goes to overtime, the the winner of the coin toss will usually choose to receive the ball because all they have to do is march down the field and score a touchdown and the game is over and the other team does not get a chance to possess the ball. Okay? Consequently, also, the, the flip side to that is if that team who receives it marches down the field and kicks a field goal, the other team then gets a chance to march down the field the other way and either tie the score with a field goal or score a touchdown and win the game. Okay? Sudden death play continues until a winner is determined. Okay? Um, if, if, for example, there's a safety on that first drive and whatnot, then it's you know it's over and whatnot. The, the, the whole point is that it is a sudden death overtime with the one exception in the regular season that if the team that possesses the ball first scores a touchdown the other team it's let me rephrase that because I'm confusing myself this is how confusing it is each team must possess or have the opportunity to possess the ball with the exception of if the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown on the opening possession okay so there's there's strategy involved each team gets two timeouts. The point after try is not attempted if the game ends on a touchdown. If the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period, the result of the game will be recorded as a tie, and there are no instant replay coaches challenge. All reviews will be initiated by the replay official. Okay? So once again, just so I'm not confused and you're not confused, in overtime football in the regular season, each team gets to possess the ball once unless the team that wins the coin toss and possesses the ball first, scores a touchdown on the opening possession, and it's over. All right? Now, fast forward to the NFL postseason. Postseason games cannot end in a tie, so they change the rules. First, if the score is still tied at the end of an overtime period, or if the second team's initial possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period. Play will continue regardless of how many overtime periods are needed for a winner to be determined. So that essentially means that after one period, we got We can't just have a tie. Okay? The rules will continue. There will be a two-minute intermission between each overtime period. There will not be a halftime intermission after the second period. So that they don't stop and, you know, do another show, etc. The captain who lost the first overtime coin toss will either choose to possess the ball or select which goal his team will defend unless that team, unless the team that won the coin toss deferred that choice. That's just basically saying um, 
you know, the, the, you, you flip sides and yada, yada, yada. That's, that's just bookkeeping. Each team will have an opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. Each t- team gets three timeouts during a half. And the same timing rules that apply at the end of the second and fourth regulation periods also apply at the end of, the, of a second or fourth overtime period. If there's still no winner at the end of a fourth overtime period, there will be another coin toss and play will continue until a winner is declared. Okay? So, for example, in the other differences. In the regular season, each team gets two timeouts for the one overtime period. In the postseason, each team gets three timeouts. It's, act, it, it's treated like a half. It, you know, so there could be two overtime periods there. So the 49ers did not know that there were new rules or there were different rules for the postseason. The reason that's important is because in terms of your strategy, in the regular season, you want the ball because you want that first opportunity to get down and score a touchdown because then the game's over. In the postseason, let's say the team that gets the ball goes down and scores a touchdown. Well, the game's not over. So now... If you like your defense a little bit better than your offense, for example, you may, even if you win the coin toss, may defer and say, no, we'll, we'll, we'll kick off and uh, we have faith in our defense to stop you know, this team from going down the field and scoring a touchdown. And then you march down the field and you score a touchdown or you kick a field goal and tie it up, et cetera, yada, 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 okay? So... Back to the, the game. After winning the overtime coin toss on uh, in the game, the 49ers elected to receive the ball, which would make sense in regular in, in the regular season. But their 13-play drive ended with a field goal and set the stage for Patrick Mahomes, who orchestrated his own 13-play drive and was punctuated by a game-winning three-yard touchdown pass. Okay. Niners coach Kyle Shanahan said he and his analytics staff discussed overtime possibilities before the game, but <clears throat> a couple of players said that both the that uh, both said that overtime strategy was not discussed with 49er players leading up to the Super Bowl, and it was uh, noted that uh, the Chiefs did know this. They had discussed various different things. Um, it, you know, I, I guess the the overarching thing here to, from the from the start is it is your job as a professional athlete, as a professional coach, in a professional sport, to know the rules of that sport. Okay, this is your job. So to not focus on that shows a severe lack of protocol. You know, you're you're just not doing your job. So there's no kick coming to the 49ers here. It's sad. But where this comes into sportsmanship, is that how often is this the case at every level? And how often does that lead to conflicts? Do you know how many times as a high school baseball official I have to deal with players, coaches, parents, fans, etc., argue with me about a rule where I know I'm right because high school rules are different than professional rules. Okay, if you examine... A set of rules in any sport from the professional level to the college level and all the way down to the high school level and even to some youth levels. Those rules have differences. It's that simple. And we need to know that. 
a lot of coaches, a lot of players, parents, fans, whatever, they, they think they know the rules and they don't. And the fact of the matter is that we need to do a better job of that. We need to have our facts straight before we pick up an argument. How often does that not happen? Look at Aaron Boone, manager of the New York Yankees. You know, the story goes that before he became the Yankee manager, there was that quiz put out by ESPN about the rules of baseball. And he scored 1 out of 10. That was the worst score of everyone who took it. And now he's the manager. You better hope that he knows the rules. He's running the ship, okay? The fact of the matter is that there are a lot of people who just don't know the rules to the sport. Regardless of the sport. Regardless of the level. And I think it's really imperative that if we get involved with that sport in any way, even as a fan, we need to know the rules. Because if we don't, then we got to keep our mouth shut. You know, if you're a casual fan of baseball or football or basketball, it doesn't even matter. If you're just a casual fan, maybe we need to check ourselves a little bit and say, I can't react negatively if we don't like a call. You know, it's just, it's just real, it's sad, but it's true. You know, you, you, you become a better fan when you learn about it, when you understand the rules, when you understand strategy. It, be, it makes the game more enjoyable. It makes it more enriching. So I would highly suggest that people do that, whether it's your job or not. If you enjoy a sport, learn the rules. Learn the intricacies. Otherwise, you, you don't have a leg on which to stand when you formulate an opinion. And how often does that happen in this country? Regardless whether it's sports, politics, doesn't matter. We formulate a lot of opinions based on experience, rote, mimicry of others, and facts that get changed for narratives. And then we then it becomes my side just needs to be the winning side. And we put up our defenses rather than trying to understand where the other person is evolve, you know, is coming from. It, it just it just it's it it's what causes tension and and chaos. So it doesn't matter whether or not it's about sports or politics or anything. How often do we react and try and defend our opinions without having all the facts straight? And the coda to this is that there are a lot of people who think they have their facts straight, and maybe they do have their facts straight, but then they weaponize their facts. That's just as bad. That's the pendulum swinging to the other side. We need to do a better job of that too, okay? We need to be open and honest and vulnerable. We need to seek to understand rules. Just because you want to understand something doesn't mean that you want to condone it or agree with it. Okay? I want to understand why people feel the way that they do when their opinions differ from mine. But what I don't want is for that person to try and persuade me. I just want to, I just want to be better enriched. I want to be educated. Because then that maybe that 
you know, that that could change the breakthrough learning that I have because then I can say, you know what, I, I understand that, but my response to that is this. And that's how my opinion is formed. Or maybe I say, hey, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to reconsider that. We don't operate that way in this country. And, and, and what better starting point than the Super Bowl, which acts almost as a religious experience for our entire country, if not the world. How is one team, the Chiefs, how are they more prepared than the 49ers in this case? It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's your job to know the rules when, it's, when, when your job is the sport. And that reflects on how many other places in life. I really hope that the listeners to this podcast understand that this isn't meant to further an agenda. You know, I'm not getting, trying to get people to see things my way politically or, or join my opinions or anything like that. No, it's more about the fact that if we want to make a change in terms of our society, we need to have a little bit more empathy without necessarily crossing boundaries. We need to do our research. We need to do our homework. I'm not asking people to change their opinions. What I'm saying is before you go into that fight, have your ducks in a row. You know, it reminds me of um, a movie I used to watch as a kid. Kind of a cult classic. Maybe you remember it, maybe maybe you don't. Three Ninjas. If you remember it, it was the, the three boys who were brothers who had the uh, Japanese grandfather that uh, taught them how to be uh, ninjas. I mean, it's kind of in the title, Three Ninjas, right? Well, at the beginning of the movie... The grandfather taught them lesson number one. Never attack unless you're going to win. You know? Don't go into those battles unless you know you've got everything straight. So don't go, don't, you know... Don't go into the Super Bowl unless you know you have every nook and cranny covered. Don't go into an argument or a fight unless you know you've got your facts straight. Do your homework. Do your job. It makes you a better person. It makes you a more enriched person. I think, you'll, I think you may find that understanding other people's points of views and opinions without necessarily subscribing to them will bring you a level of comfort in knowing that maybe your opinions really are right, you know? It just it's it it's just something to think about. I hope you take that to heart. Well I thank you for allowing me to do this little monologue. I kind of like doing this a little bit, so maybe we'll do this a little bit more often. So again everybody, thank you. Uh Check us out online at osafoundation.org. The email address is podcast at osafoundation.org. Facebook.com slash osafoundation. Uh, X, formerly Twitter and Instagram, are at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. We will talk to everybody in March when the weather's a little nicer and baseball is back. and It'll be just a, it's my favorite month, March. So 
until we get to that point, and until we talk again, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org.